You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Starting a brand new week with a brand wow. new cup of coffee. How can you drink mm. that? That was steaming. <laughs> I can see the steam steaming. just rising. You got to have the steam, man. It's no good lukewarm oh, or cold. I spew it from my mouth. Whew. Yeah, that's good. Well, I, that's good I spew stuff. it no matter what temperature it is. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> hey, my wife My wife is still drinking coffee. Still drinking. Hey, hey. Yeah, she's she's hooked. I got her. I got her hooked. She's addicted now. So, no, and I wouldn't say addicted, but she is drinking it regularly. And wow, uh, she has a little chocolate. She likes the mocha, so she tempers it down a little bit. But she's she's barreling through. So, I yeah. would I would drink coffee if it didn't taste like coffee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. If we could just get it, we'll go to Starbucks. There's See, the, I'll I'll, uh, I'll fill a cup with cream. Yeah. And syrups and all these things, then put a little dash of coffee in. Yeah, that's called Starbucks. That's nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what theirs is. Oh, that or they go outside, take some dirt, put it in a cup, add a little <laughs> few drops of water and stir it together and say, Here you there go. There you go. Mm. Here you go. Wow. Poor Starbucks. We we we're relentless on them, but hey, they deserve it. I'm we're relentless on all of them, so that's right. We don't love anybody. You know, it isn't, <laughs> it isn't those big giant attacks. It's just pecking at it little by little, yeah. day by day. Yeah, because then yeah. eventually it just really gets to them. Exactly. Great segue. Great segue into this <laughs> week's topic. <laughs> the little things. This week's about the little things. So, Dan, take it away. Hallelujah. <laughs> Finally, a topic you can really relate to. That's exactly right. Little is much when God is in it. Dynamite, dynamite, small package, big bang. <laughs> oh, little things like the furnace going in the church. Little things like. <laughs> that's a little bit bigger than a little thing. Yeah, that's a big thing. Today, it's a big thing. Uh, so Brother Wolven uh, had to postpone a little bit today because they've got furnace trouble. And uh, you don't have to replace it, do you? No, no, no. We just put oh, a roof on, on the building, and I think the roofers may have, like, cut off the top of the thing to slide a boot over, and so it sort of messed things up, and we got to put a new pipes oh. in there. So, Oh, oh. It's a kit. They were explaining it is both... An exhaust and an intake in the same kit. Oh. So oh. I think, you know, they, I, I'm only guessing somehow it was damaged, cut, something like that. And right. so it looks like they're going to have to put two new, more kits up there. So is the roofing company going to cover that? We will see. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> they should. <laughs> but business today, not the way it always we supposed will, to be. We will find out. There you go. Good. So little things. Um, I was mentioning before we came on that I've 
dealt with some things over the last little bit where people are just seemingly overcome by little things. Just little things mount up. Little things get heavy and they fall beneath the weight of those little things. How do you how do you deal with little things and little you know seeming little problems? Are they little problems? Are the little things important? Do we do we kind of just push those aside? I, I, this week, we're going to talk about taking care of some of those little things. What are some of the little things that can get a pastor down? Well, the Bible says the it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Right. And, and so uh, if you don't take care of the little things, they're going to they're gonna wind up mounding up and become a big thing. Uh, there are times that some little things may be a symptom of something that that is much bigger and needs to be mm-hmm. dealt with you know uh, let's say uh, yeah for example you and your spouse you're on your way to grab something at a drive through and uh, you know fast food and you you mess up the order or say oh well that doesn't matter. and there's an argument over an order of french fries or onion rings <laughs> it's probably not over the french fries or onion rings right right it's probably some underlying issue that either you've been ignoring her or she feels unwanted or i mean there's probably something deeper under the surface than just someone's having a bad day now we know people can't have just a bad day but generally uh you know they may be symptoms of something bigger so did you get the onion rings or did you get the french fries I never get onion rings. <laughs> but if my mo- my wife would want them, I would be glad to get them for her because she does there like onion rings from time to time. There you go. There you go. You missed my question. What, what are some little things that pastors have to deal with? Yeah, no, I didn't miss it. I just ignored it. <laughs> it's a little thing to bug you. <laughs> I'm falling beneath the weight. This podcast is over. <laughs> well, you know, uh, let's say... You get a, um, no, I never read them, or every once in a while I may just for for humor, but uh, let's say you get an unsigned complaint. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I sort of look at some of them and laugh. I mean, it really, it really is pretty comical. But uh, generally, if it's not signed, I just throw it away. Don't even read it. But, mm-hmm. you know, that, mm-hmm. that would be, to me, a small thing. Some people may think, that's huge. Man, if you think that's big, just wait. You get, you can be faced with a ton of big stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, little things. When I was pastoring, uh, little things that would weigh on me were people that, you know, would just criticize. Just seemed like they constantly criticized. There was nothing good to be found, and that weighed on me. And I had to learn that when you're in a critical spirit, everything gets criticized. It's not just church, it's home, mm-hmm. it's work, it's, you know, yes. they're, they're just in a bad frame of mind a lot of times. And you can allow those little those little things just periodically, Pastor, um, there's no light in the bathroom. Pastor, there's, you know, mud in the hallway. Just little things they constantly pick out like that. And, and so my solution sometimes was, hey, why don't you take care of that? And yes. that was not the answer they I've wanted. I've done that before, right? and people would and, get uh, furious. So that became their I, I problem. I mean, furious. You know, there, there's there's no toilet paper in the women's bathroom. Oh, do you think I should go in the women's bathroom right now and take care of that? 
No, I just want you. To, well, why don't you? Do you know where the toilet paper is? Why don't you right. go put it in the ladies' bathroom since you're a lady? You know, I mean it, and you know that doesn't always go over too well. <laughs> like the pastors, the pastors supposed to know there's no toilet paper in the ladies' bathroom. Like we're going and checking on a regular basis. <laughs> oh yeah, those those gentle little suggestions. Yeah, there's, helps. and of course, you know, you, you've got here's a little thing that really bugs pastors, or at least I think it should. Um, you get up to speak, and the mic's not on. You know, now oh, sometimes man. that may oh. happen, but if it happens five times, er, you know, every uh, quarter, you got a problem. Yeah, you, you know. So yeah. sometimes, it, you know, people just they're scared and they. It, now, thank God we've got good PA people, but um, you know, mics not on or. Uh, you know, and you know it's right in the program, and they're watching the platform, mm-hmm. and they want to ease it on up instead of boom, it needs to be there. You know, so sometimes yeah. those little things. I I was laughing the other day, uh, talking to a pastor and his wife, friend of ours that came and did our couples conference for us, and I was saying there was two pet peeves that I had in our church auditorium and one the first one didn't get taken care of for probably 12 years and the other one you know is about 14 years so but every single time it was uh the church had um these uh hollow um hollow doors like what you'd use for your closet in your house And so on the side of the auditorium and you'd have to go through those to the nursery or restrooms basically. And so every time somebody left, it was, you know, you can hear those doors, you know, you know, hear hear the doorknob. And it it was just, it drove me. That was a little pet peeve that I kept thinking, we got to get rid of it. But I don't know how to change yeah. the door jams. Otherwise, I would have. It was just changing the door. But uh, we finally got rid of them, put closers on the doors with these little cushion, felt cushions. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people can leave day and night, and I would never know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in uh, an auditorium not too long ago, a horseshoe-type auditorium. And when anybody gets up, to go out of the auditorium, everybody in the auditorium sees them, at least half of the auditorium. Hmm. You watch them go the whole way. And it always just rubs me the wrong way, whether I be preaching or just sitting listening. Why do people have to sit on the second row that have to leave the auditorium two and three times? Oh. <laughs> Can you not sit in the back of the auditorium? Do you not know if you have a child, a small child, do you not know that that child is going to fuss and you're going to have to leave? Why do you have to sit on the second or third row and walk all the way back with that child screaming while someone's trying to sing or preach or give an announcement or whatever? Those little things used to just drive me crazy. Yeah, and so I'll, I, I'll I, give a pass on that one if it doesn't happen every single week, you know. But I mean, it's going to happen. You you don't want a kid sitting in the back where they can't see. Well, true, but maybe the child should be in the Sunday school class where the rest of them are. <laughs> there is there is a movement among our young people to have their kids sit in the auditorium. They want their children in there, and you know the family mm-hmm. 
unit, which I can't, I can't argue that it's good for the family to be together, but there's a balance there for sure. You got to have a balance of that and just be conscious of that. But as a speaker, I, I tell people, it's, try sometime, try going up in front of people and have people walk out and people move around and all kinds of things. It's tough. It's a, it's a competition sometimes and it's hard to win it when you're at the platform sometimes. Well, that's interesting because every time I'm preaching, sometimes people have heart attacks or a bomb goes off and everyone's mesmerized so much they have no idea anything <laughs> else happened in the auditorium. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll have to right. I'll have to notice um, that and try to try to see. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, how many times? Other than, you know, you, you took your children out a few times in church. How many times have you ever had to get up and leave a service? Well, okay, often because of my restless leg. If I have a guest preacher in the evening, I've got to take a caffeine pill so my restless leg doesn't yeah. bother me. But our congregation yeah. knows if I've got to leave the platform, I'm going to stand up right behind, you know, the, where the choir would leave. So I'm still, right. so sometimes on purpose, I just go, amen, you know, so they know I'm still yeah. there, still but I'm there. just standing up, you know. So, you know, sometimes right. you got, you've got medical issues, man, the yeah. older you get, your medicine starts <laughs> acting goofy. And all of a sudden it's like, I never knew I had to go to the bathroom. Now I've got three seconds. So, you know, I mean, I yeah. I, I understand. But, you know, if people Some. are just up and down, up and down, up and down, just because they're just bored or who knows what. But Right, right. Okay. We've gone a little off topic, but that's that's our little pet peeve. Oh, yeah. So how do you, little how do things, you deal little with things that? Little things right. that bug us. Right. So how, how do you deal with that then? What do you do? Well, okay, you understand they're going to happen. So let's just use the pastor in the church. And so yeah. you know those things are going to happen. And so you try to, I try to steal myself for it. I, I am, number one, not going to allow it to get me off track. Now, if there are distractions, let's say some teens have been goofing off and goofing off, and they are affecting, you know, four, five, six pews of people, and they they are, you know, goofing off to such a manner, I'm going to reprimand them right from the pulpit because now right. they are becoming a hindrance to the message. And, uh, you know, Satan may be using them that they may be unwitting to realize that, but Satan may be using them to keep people from hearing, uh, you know, what the message is saying. And so sometimes I'm going to deal with it that way. But most of the time, if I see uh, an issue, I'm going to walk away from the platform. I'm probably going to grab a wa wireless mic and say, hey, can you turn this on? And, and I'm going to be way over somewhere where it's unusual, it's strange, and so now people have, have, are looking at me more than that issue that's going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was just in uh, church on Sunday, and the sound guys came to me and said, hey, pastor, um, we notice you're moving a lot away from the pulpit, and our camera angle only goes so far. Can you stay within this boundary of... Uh, of these two speakers. And I said, yeah, sure, no problem at all, I get that. And uh, another lady came to me and said, uh, boy, you, you move a lot when you preach. And I said, yeah, let me tell you why I do that. 
I said, I do that to help keep your attention. I said, exactly. I'm dealing with television, game systems, you know, yes. uh, digital billboards. I mean, people are seeing things move all the time. And if there is a problem, just like you said, I'll move away from that problem. I'll draw people's attention right. away from that distraction and, you know, clap my hands or, you know, raise my voice. And both of us do this. We use our humor to try to distract from some of that stuff as well yes. and keep people's attention. So th those are some of the things I do. And then if it is, if it's a constant problem where someone's doing that, then I've had to go to people and address that and say, hey, listen, you're killing me. I can't compete with you getting up and down. I can't compete with your child. Could you please, you know, move to a different spot or could you take care of that ahead of time? It's it's not fun to do. Uh, you have to be very careful that you don't purposely offend. But sometimes you do have to just address the issue and say, I've got to take care of that. As a pastor, and you've already alluded to this, my job is to get the message of God to God's people. And if if I lose one for the sake of 100, I've done a disservice to our people. I've got to concentrate on the whole. So sometimes you just have to focus in on that little thing and deal with it so that you can move on to the bigger things. All right, so getting those those little things getting us down, I think sometimes because maybe they're not addressed or maybe not addressed in a proper way and it becomes much right. bigger, becomes a right. bigger thing. And so a as we go through areas in life, I mean, we are living in a sinful world. And so the Bible says that Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. I mean, man that is born a woman is full of day is uh, full of trouble. I forgot the other uh, mm -hmm. the other mm -hmm. phrase of that, but you know that it's not unusual. I I think maybe some Christians maybe have a, have the wrong impression that once they got saved, now everything's fine, and there's right. never going to be any problems. And the difference with that is, once we get saved. We have the opportunity to have fellowship with Christ. We have the Spirit of God who indwells within us. Now we can face our problems in victory. It's not like we're not going to have any problems. And, you know, maybe maybe there's some of that. And um, I don't know what you've seen here recently, but, you know, I, I've seen it both with maybe the Gen Z or Gen X group and as well as really middle-aged people. It seems like, you know, here in the last five, ten years, more middle-aged people are like they've reached their limit, you know, about I'm tired of this or I, I don't want this anymore. And it's just and it seems like, you know, small, small things that have built up. I could be wrong. No, you're right. You're right. There's definitely. And I think because we don't deal with some of those things rather than go to talk to someone and say, hey, I don't get this about you. Explain this to me. Why is this such a big deal to you? So I, I'm an older person now. Do I go to young people and say, I don't understand why you think this way? How, how do you come to this conclusion? And maybe vice versa. Maybe some of those younger people need to go to an older person and say, listen, I know this troubles you. Why is it such a big deal? Why does this really trouble you? So we have an understanding of why we're doing each other. We lack communication today. And I think whether it be in church or home or work, we allow those little things to build and fester and build and fester because we don't communicate. 
And I think communication is a big part of the problem. In a marriage, sometimes it's just those little things that just, oh, I can't take it when my wife does that. Why don't I go to her and say, honey, I got to tell you, I just, this really troubles me. Can we do something about this and vice versa? Mm -hmm. And I think communication is a big part of the problem or lack thereof. Yeah, I, I think that that has a great level of truth to it. And, um, you know, it's not like I don't think that I would go every time I get peeved about something. Um, but the first thing I want to try to do is give it to God. Lord, help me. that This should not be a big thing. As far as administration, yes, it's a big thing because we're concerned about the people in our church that everything goes just as as well as we possibly can because we're trying to do our best to communicate our love for Christ and to communicate what we understand about the scriptures. And so, yeah, a, a pastor should be on top of, I mean, doesn't have to bite somebody's head off, you know, because an usher dropped an offering plate or something. Uh, but, you know, if things are conducted in a poor or a uh, unconcerned manner, that bothers us. And so administratively, we do have to address it. But personally, you know, I, that bugged me for 12 years. And, and I would just continue to give it to God. I'd be right in the middle of preaching here, you know, five times. You know, and it may not be bugging anybody else, but it is bothering me like crazy. Yeah, and so yeah. while I'm preaching, I'm praying you know, Lord, help me. This is this is <laughs> foolish for me to be bothered about this right now. Please forgive me. And so I've got to deal with my heart, too. So sometimes it is administratively, you got to handle this. But other times, just because it bugs you doesn't mean it has to get addressed. How about giving that to God and, and asking the Lord to help you not think evil of our brother? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Both ways. Both ways are needed. I'm going to leave it there. Our time has flown by us again, as it always does. And uh, we'll pick this up again on Wednesday. The little things that can just drive you crazy. The little things that can distract and little things that can destroy you. It can get to that point sometimes. And I've dealt with folks where little things just destroyed them. And it's sad. Uh, it could have been dealt with. It could have been taken to the Lord, but it wasn't. And we'll pick that up on Wednesday. I'm Al right, Stone. Let's look at Wednesday. Um, yeah. A symptom, little symptom of a serious spiritual cancer. Oh, okay. There you go. Throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. We'll do it. Wednesday. I'm Al Stone, and I'll be back with you on Wednesday, Lord willing. Uh, and until then, I'll be in the comfort of my home for just a few more days. And then I hit the road, and I will not be home for a while because I will be on the road again. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Um, when you think of little things, I hope you think about us. <laughs> you. You. Well, you. our family. <laughs> there you go. Me and my wife. <laughs> the Wolven family. Ba -da -ba -bum. <laughs> Dan. Da -da -da -da. Denise. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. Have a great day. See you then. You've been listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.